Hello folks, this is Jason here, and thanks for tuning in to the Santa Banter Podcast. A quick message before we start the episode. The last thing we want is to ruin the Christmas magic for any children out there. We will be discussing some of the -the behind-the-scenes aspects of the Christmas season, so it may not be best for little ears to hear. Parents, we do encourage you to listen though. You might learn a tip or two about making the most wonderful time of year a little more magical. Anyway, on with the episode. And welcome welcome to to Santa Banter. Banter a podcast for those who love to get dressed up in the big red suit. Hi, my name's Santa Jason. And I am Santa Dave. And this is episode six, movie review, I am Santa Claus. Santa Dave, are you feeling very uh, Margaret and David today? Who's who? Are you Margaret or David? Which one are we? Which, which are we I'll, each? I'll be Margaret. <laughs> We uh, yeah we we we're ready to get into some movie review. That'll be uh, it, it, look. I'm excited because uh, I feel like I've always wanted to be like a film journalist. You know, I think like it would be yep. the most amazing job sitting there watching films and and just picking them apart. And I don't know, but I, I also feel like you know you can't be too critical. And there's yeah, um, <laughs> you see some some shocking reviews that you can't agree with. So hopefully uh, today we we everyone can agree with us <laughs> to to some point. <laughs> it's. It's really important, isn't it, to find... Well, not important, but it's really great when you find a movie reviewer that has the same kind of opinions as you and same oh, yeah. kind of tastes. So you can kind of... I think that's what a lot of people forget when with movie reviews is that if you find someone whose things you like constantly, well, then that's that's what you want. And yeah, if they say it's good, well, then you know you're probably going to like it. If you like horror movies or romantic movies and find someone who... who uh, is similar, which I found at one point and then he stopped doing it. I was like, oh, now what am I going to watch? I'll just have to watch reruns of The Nanny or of... Just, just go Simpsons back to his old reviews and keep watching everything, yeah. you know, over and over again. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, when you're watching a movie, you know, it's always important to have some snacks and, and particularly a Christmas movie, put mm. on a hot Milo. What's your what's your Milo recipe? Because Milo's a bit of a fluid, pun intended, a fluid kind of... Uh, recipe. What do you? Yeah. What, how do you do yours? Well, look, I um, I don't really like hot Milo. I am a cold yeah, Milo guy. Controversial. I know, and and I know that it's nice to sit down with a hot drink, you know, on a cold night, and you know. So, but but I'll take tea over Milo. But sure. But a cold Milo, that's that's different because it is a cold Milo is amazing, especially when you um, you know, mix it in a little bit, but then you just sprinkle some on top, so you can have like a whole <laughs> spoonful of like dry Milo as you eat. oh crunchy like oh it's so good. Um, <laughs> did yeah. you used to eat Milo from the tin as a kid? Like did you just spoonful in your mouth? Oh yeah, of or course. Or is that just me? Yeah. No, great. no, yeah. That's that's like the best thing to do, isn't it? You know. <laughs> um, yeah. What about you? Are you a hot Milo guy or? Well, I remember when I was a, a younger man, we did a lot of like uh, boys brigade, kind of like scouts yeah. and various other things. And so you'd go on camps and they'd make up the big like pot of Milo and then you'd get the skin on top. And that's like, that, it's always kind of oh, both literally, you know, in terms of a nice hot drink, but uh, it's also very, very good memories. And you'd kind of, mm. but there's a way that they'd make it. That you, I could never replicate at home, and I don't know whether it was just the ratio or making it in a bulk lot, but it's the trick of trying to melt the Milo mm. as you go. So spoonful in and a bit of hot water and stir, and then add more Milo to get the the chocolatey maltiness, mm. and then the milk in the right combination in the right order. And I, even as an adult, I still haven't nailed the right combination, but. It's hard, isn't um, it? It's the same. Well, it's the same with other hot drinks. You know, people like their coffee made in a certain way and their tea made in a certain. And I feel like I'm a bit of a tea expert because I'm born in England and <laughs> I, I know the best way to make tea. But it, like, but my mum and I disagree on how to make tea. So she doesn't even drink yeah, tea. Right. So she has no um, say in it. So. <laughs> and and I, I think the ha- I was going to say, Sorry, like, Dave. from what I know, like everyone always asks me to make the tea. So. Um, I'm pretty Genius. confident in that, but Milo, yeah, that's a it's a difficult one to nail. 
And particularly with cold, because if you put the spoons of Milo in first, if, I don't know how much you put, maybe two tablespoons of Milo in, in a normal-sized glass. Yeah. And it it's a lot of work to try and... It doesn't have the hot water to be able to break it down to mix in. You've got to get your your arm moving and you're stirring and get your upper body like cranking. Yeah, and get you your stir it. You know, the, the, the best tip I chunks. ever got was you stir it one way and then you change direction and then you change direction and then you change direction. Yeah, right. And, and that was um that was a tip I got from someone and that, that kind of works. And, you know, I think the best thing with cold Milo is you don't need to get it all stirred in anyway. You know, as long as you've got it, a little bit of it stirred in and then just it doesn't matter right. if there's little bits, you know, throughout. It's good. We actually just bought a new tin of Milo shopping yesterday and uh, did the, the third option of Milo and put it on top of the ice cream last night. Oh, which is the- how good. <laughs> how good. Yes. Oh, mate. That's that's a whole other beast we can talk oh, about. I'm, I'm craving time. some Milo now. So <laughs> After this, after you've uh, we've had this great conversation, well, you can use the ice cream and Milo to... Soothe your vocal cords and put yeah. your feet up for the rest of the afternoon, mate. You've earned you've earned a treat. You've earned Perfect. a delicious Perfect. chocolatey malty <laughs> ice cream treat. Oh, brilliant, brilliant! All right, well, let's um, let's let's. I mean, you've brought up Milo now, which is great, and, and the reason we, you know, you're talking about that is because we both sat down this week uh, on a, you know, it's been cold winter nights, and we've we've mm. watched a movie, you know, um, and this movie is something. It's called I Am Santa Claus. It's a documentary. By the yep. great Morgan Spurlock, who, um, so he didn't direct this, but he produced it. And Morgan Spurlock's like this famous, you know, guy that does documentaries and, um, he's famous for Super Size Me, um, which is a, one that a lot of people have seen where he ate McDonald's for like 30 days straight. Um, yeah. and, and, and he does, has amazing documentaries anyway. He, he, um, yeah, he's produced this, this, this film called I Am Santa Claus. And I believe it came out in like 2014. Um, and it's all about different centers in America um, and their preparation for coming up to Christmas and the, the struggles that they have throughout the year, you know, when it's not Christmas and um, the effects mm-hmm. that, you know, they get a bit sad and all that kind of thing. And the, But then you've also got the brilliant Mick Foley tied into it as well. And um, I mean, yep. Mick Foley, uh, it, for those of you that don't know who Mick Foley is, he's a wrestler, um, WWF and WWE fame. Um, and really big in the mid to late 90s and early yeah. 2000s. So, at, at WWE's peak, if you were into it or you had kids into it, you'd definitely recognize Mick Foley. Yeah, yeah Mankind, you know, the mm. sock. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just so good. Um, the, the fact that, like, it's, it's just really interesting seeing someone that I grew up kind of, you know, it, it was a bit of a star for me as a, as a kid. I yep. don't watch wrestling now, but as a kid, I definitely did. And um, seeing him in this movie where it's actually take him out of that character, that wrestling character. And he's just this nice guy that really cares for people and cares for his family and is excited about Christmas. And um, yep. yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, he's basically tied throughout because he is for the first time um, becoming a Santa Claus for this documentary. And he's doing the whole died you know, bleached beard and the dyed hair and <laughs> uh, he's getting a suit made for him. And, um, yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, yeah, you've you've sat down to watch it now. What did you think overall about the the film? I I really enjoyed it. Uh, the, the slight downside of the movie was that it was a little bit. We spoke about this. It was a little bit hard to find in Australia at the moment. Um, we kind of we actually reached out to Netflix because it used to be on Netflix in Australia, and then uh, after we decided to do an episode, we tried to find it and couldn't. Um, and they, yeah, they said they didn't have it on there anymore. There is a version on YouTube, which we'll post a link of, uh, that was okay, okay enough to watch, but um, it cut off was some it, of the was subtitles. It was a dodgy one. Voice. I think, yeah, people have uploaded yeah. just to kind of get around the, so um, it's it's out there. Um, so what yeah. what I recommend is if you um, feel free to pause the episode. It doesn't, there's no spoilers in it. We're not, it's not like a, a, a movie that will ruin the ending, but... Uh, if you do happen to get a hold of the episode, um, at the hold of the show, you know, pause here, come back to it after you've watched it, or hopefully this will wet your whistle to be able to go and hunt it down. Um, yeah. But it was a great, about an hour, hour and ten. It wasn't super long, no. but it was a really, um, as someone who has been in Mick Foley's position and, and thought about being a Santa Claus, it was a great primer on 
um, the joy of Christmas, you having the joy of Christmas and then being able to turn that into a Santa Claus being, being Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, it amazed me actually, Dave, his, the, the stories that I think was another wrestler talking about how he used to listen to, uh, Christmas carols backstage before a wrestling <laughs> match and, uh, listen to Nat King Cole and White Christmas uh, and just that was his pump up music and, and any time the wrestling had a Christmas thing he got he put his hand up to to play Mick Foley playing Santa yeah. so that was really really great to see it's, it's not just a something he did just for this documentary this is his probably his true calling his true passion and mm. um being able to see someone excited and delving into their true passion, it makes me really happy. Yeah, if, he, if he'd uh, never become a wrestler, he probably would have been a Santa, you know, from his early <laughs> his early years as well. I think, yeah, amazing. And and it's it's funny, this, this film I watched originally, when it was available in Australia three, four years ago, um, when I knew that I was going to be becoming a Santa, I was like, okay, I want to yeah. see what other Santas around the world do to prepare and, mm. and that kind of thing. And, and I thought when I found out it was McFoley and obviously Morgan Spurlock who's producing it, I was really excited to watch it. And it was, yeah, it was such a good primer for me um, to get into the character and learn a little bit more about Santas and what it takes to become a Santa. Um, and the difference yep. of it is being a Santa in America too. Um, it was really interesting, and uh, yeah, we, mm. I mean, we we reached out to the the the, the company, um, the distributors, to try and see if it's coming back to Australia anywhere. You can buy it on um, DVD and Blu-ray on Amazon and get it imported um, if you if that's the, you're that way inclined. Um, but yeah, there's there's other ways to watch it, and hopefully um, they do get it back on a streaming service here. You know, um, in time for Christmas. In time for Christmas. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and yeah, it's, it's good. I, I mean, I know there's other Santa documentaries out there that, that we'll have to watch one day, but I just think this one, mm. I have really good, I, I, I could memorize this one, you know, from when I watched it four years ago, I did kind of left something there for me. I think I, um, it'll always, I'll always remember that film just because it, it it's so interesting. And I mean, yep. um, yeah, I, the reason it's so interesting is these guys, the Santas that are featured throughout the film, they're interesting guys. They're not, yep. you know, nine to five, go to work in a suit guys. They all have different backgrounds. They're very diverse. Um, they And they explore that throughout the film too. There's a part in the film where there's, the Santas are debating about whether Santa is a Christian religious thing or whether, it, you know, you mm. need to separate the religion from, from, from Santa. And um, it's really interesting to see the Santas have that discussion and they do it in mm. a really nice way. I think they, they have that discussion and that debate in a way that, you know, doesn't, um, they don't get angry at each other. You know, they're still jolly Santas at the end of the day. So yeah. Yeah. It really unpacks some broader social things in it too like you, you see the the santa church which was really cool i thought oh if i happened to be in a place that had that i'd probably go along on a sunday morning just to be a part of that it seemed like a really kind of not not novelty i don't want to like uh i want to give it more respect than novelty but just a really you know what it's like when you're in the room with other santas as yeah. a santa it's a really heartwarming and and um but then some of the other things that it starts to unpack of, of gender, of sexuality, of religion, of mm. um, uh, class, of, of, you know, mm. people's, um, you know, just different levels of where people are at and people come from. And that's the thing that un- unites all of us. Well, all of us who are Santas, is we know that there's some <laughs> listeners who, uh, who aren't, but is that, and the quote in the movie, which we've we've kind of t- talked about in other episodes, that um, the quote was, "It's not the beard, it's not the red suit, it's not the belly. It's about what you have in your heart," mm. and uh, that really kind of is the underpinning between all the Sanders and whether you're somebody who, you know, lives in Australia, lives in America, lives in England, lives in Africa, lives in, you know, in in Europe, in Northern Europe, whether you 
you know, black, white, skinny, fat, real beard, fake beard. Um, yeah. You know, whether you like football, whether you like soccer, whether you, you know, any any difference. And, and we've got this unifying thing between all Santas and it's kind of a yeah. great, like, network. And, and it's why I, I, you're probably the same. Why we can relate to some of these characters so much because we've all been in those situations as a Santa or yeah. in life. And um, this is the unifying thread. That's yeah, yeah, it's 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 yeah. It, it just really shows you that that bond of uh, yeah, Santa's yeah, like you said, doesn't matter what age, what you know, race, what gender. Um, yep. it, it has all those those discussions, and and you see that um, play out throughout across the movie. Um, mm. So I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go. I was going to say as we go into the next part that the directors made a note in, a, in an interview about the movie that it's not a f- movie about Santa Claus. And we should clarify that straight off the bat. It's not mm. about who Santa Claus is or who Santa Claus should be or who... Uh, it, but it's a movie about the people who play Santa Claus. And I think coming into the conversation about some of the characters in this movie, knowing that it's about these people, and like I said, the thing they have in common is the thing that you and I have in common uh, and the thing that the, all the Santas that we've spoken to as guests or... Uh, the the people who are listening is that we all play Santa and we embody a physical version of this character of this myth. So these people are, are similar, and then as we unpack who these people are a little bit, um, having that in mind is is really important. Yes, yeah. from from a movie point of view. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, and it really does. I mean, it goes into real detail about these guys' lives. Um, you know. And they're so different, each each single one of them. Yeah. I mean, first, um, the first Santa that we meet in the film is Santa Russell, who is just like lives and breathes Santa. He bleaches his beard and hair throughout the year. Like he goes to mm. the shops, um, you know, with a Santa like themed shirt on <laughs> in the middle of July. And, you know, when he bumps into children in the supermarket, it, like they, they greet him as Santa. And um, so he like he plays the character like literally 24 seven. Um, you know, 365 days a year. Um, but the interesting thing about Santa Russell is, is that's basically all he does is, is, is Santa. Mm. And that's what he looks forward to each year. Um, we see him throughout the, like the story, but he struggles with money and he, he, um, he's collecting bottles like for grocery money. Cause he lost his job at 58 and in the climate that it is in America, when you're that age, you know, mm. it's, it's so, it's really, um, really interesting to see just this this guy that that he just is the best ever because he just is santa as you know he, he just really embodies the character and um yep. it's interesting to see the other side of it you know and yeah most respect for him because he's he's brilliant um and just the way yep. that he dresses up in those clothes every I, I want his wardrobe basically <laughs> <laughs> i did actually get a, a christmas shirt in the mail this last week my girlfriend hey. ordered us one and uh it's it's a long sleeve and it's 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 waiting for lockdown to finish so i can start wearing it on the mean streets of uh, mean streets of melbourne to to start getting in the santa spirit so yeah. Maybe uh maybe you'll have to send you the link, Dave, and we can get matching ones. Yes, absolutely. That'll be good. <laughs> That'll be good. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, what, what do you what you, what's of another Santa from from the documentary that you want to talk about? Because there's there's five or six of them that we meet throughout the like main ones that we follow along the journey. Um, do, yeah. Is there any any of them that you particular felt connected to, or ah, oh, there was like each one was was different and and. The story of different ones that there, there is there was one um uh his name slits my mind um i think it was uh but it starts off is this i think it's the second santa we meet um and you might be able to remember his name i i forgot to write it down but he is the one where they um he owns an antique store and um he is a gay Santa. And, I think that's Santa Jim, um, I think that is. Yeah. Santa Jim, that's the yeah. one. Um and he he um you know, it starts off him posing as a Santa um in some, you know, some Santa Santa costume and he's sitting in a in a bathtub on his farm, um, doing a bit of posing. And 
there was the storyline of him and, and how he meets his uh, partner who lives interstate and how much he wants him to um, be able to be with him at Christmas. And it's just a really heartwarming story. And, um, you know, he owns a, a antique shop and people would say it's much like the last the last guy santa russell uh people would say, kids would say to him oh it looks looks like santa mum that that's is that santa and so he started being santa in um in a set he made in his uh antique shop and really um leans into it uh and i thought it was really cute they have the um the the gathering they have each year uh it was called mr polar bear i think it was called mm. and i thought it was really um, really apt, you know. I think he'd said he'd won Mr. Polar Bear, which as a Santa, that's pretty, pretty apt. But uh, yeah, the his just his love for being Santa, but also struggling with other people not feeling as though he is as good a Santa because he's gay, or which then raises the whole. Yeah, yeah. It was it was and interesting, th- wasn't it? I mean, we we even see one of the other Santas in the film talking about sexuality coming into Santa's and, um, yep. you know, you feel, it, you see other Santa's sticking up for, you know, the fact that it doesn't matter what sexuality you are as a, a p- yep. person, because when you play the character, the Santa doesn't have a, you know, sexuality or whatever. Like that's, it's not something that ha- happens to be part of the character. So it doesn't matter. That's it. That's exactly it. And we obviously want, uh, when you're dealing with kids and families, you want to be above reproach. You want to make sure that not only is everybody um, feels safe and comfortable, but also there's nothing that people can give, uh, have any worry about, you know, in terms of the way we, we interact with other people. And yeah. um, outside of that, it it doesn't matter. It, all, a lot of this stuff doesn't matter. And, and to hear those conversations um, amongst the Santas was really, um, it's really great meat to chew on just about the wider um view of the world and um yeah yeah he's you know if he's like we said at the start if he's got that that uh that in his heart about being a santa and and wanting to see the joy in families um again that stuff doesn't doesn't yeah. matter doesn't yeah matter. and it makes him so emotional as well i think that's that's the that's the thing is um with santa jim you see him really get upset the fact that he feels so judged and um, all he really cares about is Christmas and making people happy. Mm. And that frustrates him so much to the point of tears. Um, He gets really quite emotional about it and you feel for him. You really do. Um, Mm. So yeah, it's an, it's, it's an interesting, I'm glad that they explored, you know, it could have been easy for the, the, the documentary maker, like the the, the, the director and stuff to ignore that aspect of him. But I think it's, was really nice to explore actually. Um, Yeah. And yeah. some of the things in the in the documentary are a little bit confronting for some people. This, mm. In terms of, um, you know, if you've never interacted with parts of the, the gay community and they kind of touch on that a bit, but at the end of the day, it doesn't affect once he's in the suit, once the kids are asking what he wants, it just makes no difference. But Yeah, it's, um, it's funny. They, they, um, they go to the, you know, the documentary goes to the, the be- annual bear... Uh, yeah, what you said before the annual bear meet like, up, yeah, competition or whatever, together. and it's funny because um, because a, a bear in the gay community is like a large man with a beard, and um, yep. uh, you know, in the gay community, and I think that's funny because um, a lot of Sanders would probably fit that that role with if, you know if that it was their sexuality without even meaning to, yeah, because we all got the you know the the world bigger guys with beards and um. <laughs> It was interesting, you know, you could, watching the documentary, I was like, oh, that guy could probably be a Santa, that guy could be a Santa, that guy, yeah. like, he should put the Starting on. a recruitment campaign, <laughs> that's Dave. It. To... That's it, yeah. Then the next one I, I also really liked, it made me really hungry, uh, some of, is he uh, Santa Frank? Or Santa um, Claus, you mean? This this is probably my, <laughs> I think he might have been my favourite overall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also because he has a amateur, um, was it is it Texas? I can't remember exactly where, but his yeah. amateur barbecue business making uh, meat, smoked meats. Oh, sauces, it doesn't look sauces. good. Yeah, oh, I know. Dave. Just 
you just see him cooking the meat and you're like, you get hungry straight away. It looks so good. <laughs> and that's um that's what he does like outside of being a Santa is this is Santa Frank we're talking about. He um he yeah, he's just a normal guy that likes to like, you know, yeah, be like a specialist of barbecued meats. Um and it's really interesting because he, he said that he originally became a Santa because he had a big black beard and tattoos and he was a big guy and um, mm. people were scared of him. He felt like when he went into public transport and he sat next to people, they'd, they'd, they'd move away or they'd look at him weird. Um, yeah. and, and so he went one day, he was like, I'm just going to dye my beard white and bleach my hair and <laughs> see what happens. And, um, yeah, like, cause people were saying that he would fit that Santa role anyway. And, um, yeah, straight away people just be, just because he got rid of the black beard <laughs> with a gray beard, people started cause he looked like Santa treating him, uh, um, differently. Um, and he, he almost says that he, he enjoys being in the Santa persona more, um, because yep. people treat him differently. Um, and he mm. likes that and, um, he likes it so much that he actually throughout the film changes his name legally to Santa Claus. So wild. <laughs> so wild. I love that idea. That he's just embodied it, hundred percent. Was was he the one who had the Santa Claus number plates as well? No, I can't remember. I think which a couple of them Santa- did. Yeah, there's. <laughs> you, yeah, it was uh, the Santas in this documentary. Some of them are so into it. Um, yeah, all out, go all out. Yeah, the uh, with Santa Frank, I really, um, yeah. If anyone listening any Santas out there have some similar stories of them leaning into the character being the character because of stories like that of kids on public transport or in the shopping center send us an email or even mm. send us a voice uh, recording just on your phone or on whatever and we'd love to hear your stories about about that and, and some of the similar things that um, Santa Frank in- encountered and, and how that's shaped you as a Santa and mm. as a person so Keep that in the back of your mind when you when you get to the end of this episode. Um, uh, then there was also uh, Santa Bob, musical yeah. Santa Bob, yeah. recording a Christmas album. And um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like this is you and me in thirty years. Like oh. <laughs> the, the, the Christmas album, right? This is two yeah. two Santas getting together to record a Christmas album. Uh, like a duet singing, like two real bits. It was so good and so weird to see. Just, I love, I always love watching two Sanders like interact with each other. I think it's just the funniest yep. thing anyway. So for, for, for people who are listening on the screen, where do you do this via video chat and record the audio? I can see in Dave, Santa Dave's room, a drum kit in the back corner and a guitar and in the corner of my room, I've got a bass guitar and an acoustic guitar. And I've obviously got the microphones in the setup to record. So, uh, you know, where uh, if any Santas out there want to do some uh, Santa singing, maybe we'll, we'll start a bit of a side we'll start, project. Start like a Santa punk time. rock band. Like, where we're there all we just go. Santas and just, oh, how good would that be? I'm down. We'll, we'll make <laughs> some punk in. music. And if any Santas out there want to record some, you know, punk, songs or, or, or some rock songs in their Santa voice. Um, we'll happily hear from you. We'll, we'll kind of make some... We'll, uh, yeah. And we can call the band, we can so call the band ideas, Slayer. Dave. We can call the band Slayer. But S-L-E-I-G-A-H. Amazing. Great. We're onto it. We're onto it. And the cool thing about Santa Bob is is we mentioned that a lot of Santas in America do it freelance and do it on their own back. It's not so much for a company or for an agency. Mm. Um, but he got a uh, an apartment provided from the shopping center. The shopping center put him up and, and he was there full time for those couple of months. And that's yeah. that's a great little perk on the job. Oh, like how lucky is that? I mean, the, 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 and that's again, a great thing about this documentary is you see Santa's being Santa in different places. Um, it's yep. not all about the yep. shopping center. So, you, you know, you have Santa Jim who does it at his antique shop. You see, you know, um, you've got Santa Russell who struggles to um, his shopping center that he's been doing it at for a few years. Have, have chosen not to go with him this year for whatever reason, and he's yeah, look out there sad. looking. Yeah, it was. He's out there looking for another, you know, another place to do it. And then you see um, a Santa that doesn't necessarily. He, um, he one of the trainers. He's a trainer Santa, and he says that he doesn't really do much work as Santa. He just trains other Santas. 
Um, and then you've got the, even Santa Frank, Santa Claus, the man, the best, um, who um, does house visits. Like, that's his thing. He mm. he gets paid to go to people's houses and put presents under the tree and wake the kids up and that kind of stuff as well, which is amazing. So when you see, you know, Santa um, Bob there getting this amazing setup, getting his whole entire two-bedroom apartment, whatever it was, for two months near yeah. the shopping centre, provided... Oh, jealous! <laughs> it's a little bit. It's a, yeah. It's like, hmm. Uh, would you uh, would you go into your own uh, own apartment and and uh, actually, I did hear a story. One of the first when I first did um, some Santa training, I did hear a story of a Santa who um, is employed by a company in Sydney. I think it's a big bank or a big like, you know, the the company has a, a bunch of cash and and yep. he's. The professional Santa and his wife plays Mrs. Claus and gets mm. uh, flown to Sydney each year and put up in apartment and and he mm. plays the Santa in their I don't know if it's their corporate HQ or their big building or whatever it is and he he's in there for for staff families to come and for you know mm. employees and and um, clients and stuff to come and and makes most of his wage from the year from from doing that couple wow. of months it's very well paid and it's. That's almost the the dream, isn't it, Dave? Like, oh. if you could survive off doing one Santa gig for most of the year, um, oh, the best. I'm uh, I'm a little bit jealous. That's that's a long term goal too. That's not something that you come into in your first or second year of Santa. That's no, a, that's a yeah. life commitment. We're gonna have to get the real grey beards out and all that kind of thing before we can um, even start to think about yep. that. I think, but it's uh, mm. it's it's interesting. Like watching this documentary, you see things are a little bit different in America to here. Um, yeah. I mean, most Santas here will do shopping centers or will do like town squares, a little bit of roaming yep. at markets, that kind of stuff, or guest appearances at the parties, um, or nightclubs in, in your case. But, um, <laughs> I think, I think it's, yeah, it's different over there in the fact that I think a lot of the Santas work for themselves. So it's like, yep. it's their own company. Um, and you've mm. even got the, to the point where the Santas will hire their own photographers. So it's like as a unit together. And so they're competing with each other to try and get the best shopping centers or yep. the best jobs. And they've got to build the best teams up. And, um, it even gets to the point where like the photos, uh, I noticed the photos look different in, um, in America. They're a bit more creative because probably mm. they've got to compete with each other and make sure that the kids and the parents are getting the best experience and the best photos because otherwise they're going to lose their businesses. Um, yeah, and I'd be interested to hear more about how it works. Like, I don't know if it's the the better way to do it or not. I don't think it is, in my opinion. But I, I'd be interested to see what's involved in that. You know, as a Santa, like how much, like how do you hire elves each year? They, you know, they're the same people. Yeah. They're family friends. Like, how do you get your contracts for the shopping centers? Um, it'd be interesting, I think, to kind of delve into that because it's so different to how it works here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, while there are people here who yeah would do it freelance, there's yeah. there's definitely some some companies that kind of do the the hard legwork of sourcing the the shopping centres and the places and the sets and and we're we're able to pretty much just roll in almost like a nine to five yes yeah. type job. Um, and obviously there's pros and cons for both of those mm. um, both both of those things. But um, uh, in the last episode when we talked to Santa Tommy and him kind of doing his own Santa for a few different places in his local communities um, and working on that and building a client base and building, um, you know, that's that's not for everyone, that kind of thing, but it's it's interesting to compare mm. how it works. And and another thing I noticed, interesting, interesting you said, mentioned the photos, but also the outfits, the, mm. the Santa outfits have a bit more fluidity because it's each to their own. They can sort of choose if they're going to go in the full big getup or if it's going to be a, a nice shirt and suspenders mm. um, and which each, you know, as long as it is very obviously Santa, each one adds a different uh, dynamic and a different energy to, you know, maybe you, you might be a Santa with a particularly jolly cheeky side or maybe you're a Santa who's particularly, you know, loves the the finer details and loves being in the full mm. suit and the full setup and um yeah i found that really interesting with each of the santas and yeah you know, I, think- I thought maybe maybe we can implement like a 
the suit, but also his shorts and with a, <laughs> um, you know, like a like a funny Hawaiian shirt, kind of just to ease off on the heat when it gets to the forty degree <laughs> days. Set a new, new standard for Australian Santas, yeah. New um, standard. That's it's it. it's interesting because I think like in Australia, we we're obviously really committed within our Santa community to make sure that we're all playing the same character and that you know we're all kind mm. of doing the same kind of thing, so that if a child walks, you know, into another shopping centre, they're not going to get a completely different experience and yep. start to question things. You know, I think that's. We yep. we try and up upkeep that magic a little bit, but over there you've they've they've got to compete with each other for their jobs, and so therefore they have to kind of set themselves apart a little bit, and so therefore you do see Santa's being alternatively dressed and um, maybe a bit more modern, a bit more traditional, cheaper suits, more expensive suits, um, and mm. also um, even like African American Santas, which is awesome, yeah. um, which you see in the documentary. There's a guy um, gets interviewed at one of the Santa conventions. Um, and you've got to set yourself apart, uh, I guess you, you, you've kind of got to do that there to get the jobs. Whereas mm. here it's very different where we're all working together. Yeah. That's a, um, you mentioned about, um, the, the, the convention, the, the, mm. the, um, I know there's a few different schools and, and groups and stuff, but the one mentioned in the, in the movie was the Fraternal Order of the Real Bearded Santas, yes. which unfortunately you and I probably wouldn't fit into because we're, you know, either Blackbeard or, or you know, we wear the fake beards over the top of our real beards. Yeah. Um, Maybe in 30, 40 years. 30 or 40 years. But we, we've been talking and we'd love to, we're going to reach out to them and, and try and uh, get one of them as a guest on the on the podcast to have a chat about what it is and, um, you know, whether they would take some Australian non-fully bearded, but still equally as uh, passionate Santas. So yeah. uh, look out for that in the coming, coming episodes where we kind of speak to some of the different Santa groups over the world where we've been reaching out to some of them. So it, it was funny. Um, it was funny seeing that Santa convention because I, as I said, it's so good to see two Santas talking. Like that's the funniest thing, but seeing, 200 Santas all like talking yeah. and, and like, you know, doing things together and stuff. And, and it was weirdly awesome. Um, and yep. you know, the, the whole entire convention's held in a town called Santa Claus, Indiana, right as well. It's so it's amazing. a Santa Claus convention amazing. in Santa Claus with Santa Claus is like, it's yeah. Crazy. The, uh, and then you get a guy like Santa Dana who lives on Santa Claus Lane and you see Mick Foley go to visit him and he's like, wait, Santa Claus Lane, is that real? And the street he lives on is actually called Santa Claus Lane. And <laughs> this uh, this Santa Dana, who's very much a mentoring Santa, uh, you know, has his own custom Santa cologne and, and raises some things that we've talked about, about the certain smells and the certain memories of smells and things to, to do or not do. So that, that little couple of minutes, I was really would have loved to have seen that as a half an hour yeah. standalone with him talking to Mick as he prepares his final stage, as he's got his suit made, as he's learning about the character and how to be his own version of Santa. Mm. Um, it was really lovely. It was really kind of, it was, it was definitely not long enough that part for no, me as, uh, for us as Santas. I think, um, yeah, not long enough. I'd love to hear more from Santa Dana, and there, probably, there maybe is some videos out there from him, and, and maybe a website or something. I, I'll have to look into it because he seemed like this. Mm. He had a wealth of knowledge there. Um, but there's one thing that he said was really um, interesting to me was when Mick Foley asked him, kind of, you know, what does it take to be a Santa? And he said, "Can you yep. tell a lie and make it sound like the truth? If you can, yes. then you'll do a great job." Um, <laughs> I like that because that is a lot of what we're doing is lying, but making it sound like yeah. the truth. And I, I think that was a funny, a funny little thing um, that he said. But yeah, I guess that is all it really takes is, you know, there's not much yep. else to it. <laughs> that's, that's it. I loved that bit. And, you know, if we're talking really frankly, then yeah, it is all just lying. But it's <laughs> the, uh, it's the creating the magic and creating the, the, the mystery and building on the mystery that they of course are at themselves the kids it was oh it was awesome uh, there was a part at actually uh i can't remember where it was in the movie but um the sanders were playing basketball and the santa makes the shot and then falls over they were shooting some basketball at some point <laughs> i just remembered that bit then and i i, I laughed a lot of that's seeing you know 50 60 year old men 
shoot basketball. And some of them were pretty good and just getting around each other and having a great uh, heartwarming to see them all just getting along and those, those, um, that thing that unites all, all Santas. Yeah. Um, but the movie itself focuses on Mick Foley going through this journey, meeting these Santas, taking a little bit out of each of their books and creating his own kind of version of Santa to portray. And, and when he finally gets into the suit and he has his first, uh, first people come to visit him and he has his son as an elf, which was also really cute. Um, It was really nice to see him, how intentional and how focused he was on it. And and as he relaxed into the role and starts to get that momentum that does take a while sometimes to really find your way was really, um, was a really kind of, Heartwarming. We've said that a lot about this this mm. documentary, but um, it was great to kind of see his first steps as a Santa and, and blossoming into the, into the character. That you know, if you look at photos of him now, he's got this great big grey beard that he's obviously working on and building on. He's he's really leaned into this this uh, yeah passion of his. He's taken it fully now, like for the past four or five years, it looks like, and that's awesome. Um, and it's it's it's. It's it's good. It's so good to watch this guy that you know, like I said before, that we've grown up watching that um, is is overly passionate about Christmas and Santa, and like it even shows us he's got a Christmas room in his house. And I think that's just yes. a room that's always set up for Christmas, just Christmas trees, and he shows us the yes. lights and oh, how cool! <laughs> that's that. Like, imagine he must have a very patient partner to be able to. <laughs> have a house with all of that in it. Maybe that's the trade-off of him, you know, being away for so long, working, wrestling, and, and that's his, like, that's his escape. That's his just so opposite to what he does on the on the day job. So opposite. But, it, it, you know, it just really cements that this film isn't just him just doing it for the documentary. Like, he's just nuts about Christmas, and it's, like, yep. good nuts. Like, it's crazy, but it, it's... It's legit, legitimate, like, love it's for legit. Christmas. And he, I mean, the, the best thing he said, the, one of the most heartwarming things was he said that, like, Christmas was always special for him, but it became really special when he had kids. Um, yep. And you get to 100%. see his kids being involved with, the, like, the, yeah, the center <laughs> preparation. Like he said, one of his sons plays an elf. And it's just so nice. The fact he it? had more kids so he could keep going back yes. to the Santa village near where he lives. Yeah, he didn't want to, he was... just kept having kids just for the purpose. And he tells them that. He said, did you know that, you know, the reason that you were born is so I can still celebrate Christmas? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, so I reckon, funny. Dave, when, when you or I, obviously in our own relationships, not together, have kids, <laughs> we need to, we need to schedule the, the birth date. So it's like mid-December. So yeah. the, like the first, we know when you get those kids who are a week old, and come and uh, come and sit on your lap, you yeah. know, and you get those really tender. Like they're my favorite. I'll just I sometimes joke with the parents about. I'm happily hold it for half an hour if you want to go and get a coffee and have a few minutes quiet. Yeah. Um. Uh. That would be, you know, obviously you can't always plan specifically when, um, when a baby will come along, but that would be such an incredible photo to have if everything lines up oh yeah yeah that's amazing that one week yeah photo is so cute um Mm. yeah for sure for sure speaking about his kids and as we kind of get towards the end of the the documentary and there's still so much we could have talked about we'll Mm. we'll we'll do a short episode this week and sum it up and we're still still talking about (laughs) how much we enjoyed this is the final scenes of the movie where uh, his son's kind of on the fence I think it might be his youngest on the fence about Santa sort of knowing that Santa's Dad plays Santa, so it's not kind of real. But then, right at the end, I don't. Do we want to give? Do we want to give that away? The ending of it, how it, how. If you don't want to hear the ending, things, close they... your ears now for like the next thirty seconds. But we're going to spoil it for seconds. you. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, the family goes. Oh, we we hear Santa, so they go into the the living room, and you, and you, you hear the bells. You've got the bells going in the background the on the roof. Oh, and... look at. That's another instrument Dave's got in his, in his room. <laughs> jingle bells. Yeah. Um, jingle bells. And is Mick Foley dressed as Santa, kind of putting some presents under the tree? And the kid's like, oh, Dad, that's really cute. But, yeah, you're not the real Santa. And they all kind of have a bit of a, 
a laugh and, and, you know, that's a really nice thing on its own. And then a couple of minutes later, you hear more sleigh bells and the kid just loses his mind. He's like, what? Like, oh, sorry, the kid says, that's all right, Dad. Santa usually comes at like two or three in the morning. Very like logical at that like mm. seven, eight, nine, ten age group where they're kind of like, oh, no, it's like, this will happen then. It's not you. I know it's not you. And then there's another Santa. I think it was Santa Frank. Santa, Santa yeah, Frank, Santa it? Frank, Santa Claus, the guy that Santa Claus. does the home visits. Yeah, the best, yeah. Comes up and actually, um, actually, yeah, is, is there and this kid loses his mind. It's it's very heartwarming and they get some great photos. And so there's two Santas in this photo and mm. um, it's it's a great way to end the documentary and his journey to being Santa and being mentored and being, um, you know, his love for Christmas and his love for Santa to show any to this other Santa, but also then through him. And I, I, I feel like that. I know the first time I got in the suit with other Santas and you have that love and excitement for other Santas, but then you're that itself. It's this <laughs> kind of really nice cycle, the way that it ended. So yeah, it brought, um, brought tears to my eyes that last, um, that last little bit. It was so heartwarming. So nice. So, mm. well, yeah. what, uh, out of, uh, how many cookies out of 10 would you give it, Dave? As yeah, as our uh, as we end up on our Santa Margaret and Santa David finish, yeah, yeah. how many cookies out of ten? Oh, uh, look, I think I think I want to give it a ten, but I think it it I'll be honest with you, it doesn't sell itself well as a, as a, like the 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 advertising and and the the summary that you read online. It's very different mm. to what I expected, and so I'll I'll yep. give it like maybe like eight out of ten cookies because of that reason. I think like I sat down thinking, oh, I'm going to learn how to be a Santa the, the first time, but it's not about that, and it's something different, it's something else, and but that's not a bad thing. Yep. Um, it's like the Tiger King for Santas, <laughs> I guess you could say, and it's um, <laughs> so it's very different to what you expect. But I think that's okay. So. I'm going to give it... It loses two cookies for not being what I thought it would be. Um, yep. Otherwise, yeah, brilliant. What about you? I'd say I'd give it seven cookies and a glass of milk. Uh, I really loved... For me, I felt it could have been... There's some parts they could have unpacked a little bit more. Mm. Like they did keep it to an hour, which is about a usual sort of documentary length. Um, and maybe that's better for people who aren't Santas or who want to just watch it to see Mick Foley... Yes. Be Santa. But yeah. as as us, you and I, who watched it as Santas and wanted to see these characters a bit more and some of the conversations they're having and be part of it, I would have liked it a little bit more. If it's gone for an hour and a half and teased out some of these characters a little bit more and there were things that they said that would have been amazing to kind of hear the debate before or after they'd had these conversations or, mm. you know. Um, but that's, that's a documentary and you've got to make something that... Uh, that's has a right. purpose and and maybe that's not the purpose that they had but yeah uh, I'll definitely watch it again down the track try and get hold of a, a good proper mm. copy on on DVD and um and watch it again and and recommend it to to Santas who might want to start out just to get a just to get a flavor of some experienced Santas and and learning from these experienced Santas in in that way yeah mm. i mean yeah you, you you've hit the nail on the head there i think uh, yeah, it is. It is. Maybe they weren't going for Santas. That wasn't their target audience, and I think that's fine. Mm. Um, and I think that's maybe yeah. One of the disappointing things is that we didn't even get to see them, that these guys as Santa much. It really, we yep. just saw them as normal people for most of the film, and then it kind of finished up a little bit quickly, and uh, it was a bit disappointing because we've been leading to watching these guys prepare to be, you know, the character, and then it it fizzled yep. out at the end there a little bit, which is a bit sad. But again. Probably even having a, yeah. a follow up where he's done Santa a couple of times and being able to, you know, relay his learnings and his experiences and going back to some of these Santas to see if they're still in the game or if they're, mm. um, you know, how they're how their things change as years go on would be great. Yeah, um, maybe we can finance it, Dave. Let's get Mick Foley we on here. Be, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Let's see if anyone knows Mick Foley. <laughs> Tell him we want to have a chat. Um, we'd that'd be amazing to hear what he has to say and have a few minutes yeah. to chat with him. So and see how see how that journey has changed from 2014 to now. And yeah, any of those Santas, like I think it'd be really nice to catch up with them and see see if the even like what the effects of the documentary had for them. Like you know, did they their businesses grow because of it, or oh. did they dwindle because of it, or 
Because um, that's, uh, to be honest, I've seen a few reviews online of the, the film and it didn't get great reviews because of its controversial topics. And so I wonder if it affected them in negative ways. And I want, you know, I'd love to get, you know, mm. Sam Frank on here or like, you know, any of them. Uh, I'd love to chat and follow mm. up and see what was the aftermath of the, the film. Yeah, totally. That'd be amazing. Well, let's uh, let's get on to that. We can do some. <laughs> we've got some homework to do. Um, and folks, as uh, as you know, if you've listened, we've we've got an email, we've got Facebook, we've got Instagram. And um, if there's something in this episode that we've touched on that um, you have comments or a question, feel free to get in touch. At the end of the episode, we'll have the the details of that. Um, but if you've got an idea for an episode, if you've got something that you want to hear us go into it a little bit, then we'd love to hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. If you've got another Santa movie that you want to recommend us to watch, we'll more than happily do that on our own time as well as on podcast oh, yeah. time. But, Absolutely. I think um, uh, we're going to have to sit down and just move a review every second week. I reckon Yeah, Santa Claus, you know, there's <laughs> bad Santa we could watch. There's, and I know there's, there's other Santa documentaries out there too that I haven't been able to get a hold of. So I wonder if we can, um, somehow find an access to them as well and, and watch them too. Yeah. Well, Dave, it's been great. I, I feel like I want to go and watch a, uh, another Christmas movie now. Um, <laughs> now I've our movie reviews. So, uh, mate, great to chat as always. Yes. And uh, same time next week, Wednesdays at 9am it comes out. So make sure you subscribe and like and do all the stuff so you hear it when it comes out and share it with your fellow Santas and um, yeah, it's been great to have the support and the, like the listens and seeing how many people are interested in what we talk about. So yeah, it's great. Brilliant. Yeah. If you're on your walk at the moment, if you're listening, you know, in the car, if you're listening, wherever you may be listening, I, I listen to podcasts when I go to sleep. I don't know about you, Santa Jason. That's my like nighttime <laughs> thing, but wherever you're listening, thank you. Keep tuning in. Uh, make sure you've, you know, liked all our social media and, and, and continue to support us. It'd be really, we'd be really grateful for that. Thank you. And Dave, what do we, how do we usually end the episode, mate? What's our usual closing, uh, closing for the episode? <laughs> well, let's, let's go. Are you ready? Yep. All right. On the count of three. One, two, three. All right. Have a great week, Dave. You too. See you later. <laughs> If you'd like to get in touch, we are Santa Banter Podcast at gmail.com or search Santa Banter Podcast on Facebook or Instagram.